Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Cody Zeller hit a three last night, and it might as well have been second Christmas. That's how good things were for the Pelicans against the Sacramento Kings for the fourth time this season. I'm Ryan Jado. This is Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's talk about last night's win. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, everybody. After such a, I don't want to say disappointing loss to the Clippers, I think I would rather say a unspirited performance against the Los Angeles Clippers. It was very nice to have such a dominant victory against the Sacramento Kings last night. And congratulations are in order because that was Willie Green's 100th win as the Pelicans head coach. Say what you want about him, but he's done his job. He's learning. Our team is learning. Our team is getting better. The only gripe that a lot of people have had with him are his rotations, and that's something that comes with the territory of being a new head coach. Another thing that happened last night, if we're talking about records and numbers, the Pelicans had 10 different players make a three-pointer last night. That's a franchise record for most players to make a three-pointer in a game. Cody Zeller, thank you for that again. As well as a three-point record, Pelicans PR tweeted out, zeted out, posted on X. In last night's win at Sacramento, eight different Pelicans recorded a block, tying a franchise record that has only happened twice before in the team's history. That was in 2015. It happened twice in 2015. Go figure. Shout out to that 2015 team. Is that Alexis Agensa? Was that a Jinsa on the team and a Seek? I think so. What a, what a time in Pelicans history, 2015. Anyways, oh, and that other guy. That's all folks was there. He probably contributed. Either way, let's get back on track to the game that we played last night. Brandon Ingram was surgical. You heard me, surgical. Somebody was watching that Clippers film because the Kings were blitzing and doubling Brandon Ingram. But he found the open man, whether he was splitting a double team, passing it to Jonas, who then, or Larry, who then passed it out to a corner. The guys knew exactly what to do when Brandon Ingram was getting blitzed this game. That was a very, very, very important lesson that we learned against the Clippers. Albeit a lesson learned and a loss is still a lesson. So I'll take that. But he was out there diamond, guys. I'm talking midair laser right to the shooting pocket kind of dimes. And something that I did not know before this game was that CJ McCollum, apparently these are his words was supposed to get drafted by the Sacramento Kings seventh overall, but they passed up on him after bringing him there for two workouts. That's not something you do. So he has a, he has a different type of motivation when he's going to play in Sacramento. So I'm glad that he showed up. That guy, CJ McCollum, he is lighting up the league from the three-point line. If he doesn't get an invitation to the three-point contest, this whole system is rigged. This whole system is to benefit the guys who are in the big markets because CJ McCollum is arguably shooting the best three-point percentage and the best types of threes and the harder types of threes in this entire league. Now, I prefer when CJ is shooting catch-and-shoot threes or threes off a screen. 
Can he shoot the other ones? Oh, absolutely. Can he shake and bake and dribble and shoot a three? Yeah, he can do that. But I think it's most efficient when he's coming off of a screen or not just standing in the corner, but operating in the corners and on the wings. I love it when he's there. I love it when he's getting a pass in his shooting pocket like Brandon Ingram and like Zion delivered to him. Fantastic performance from CJ when you needed him to step up. Listen, he knows that he's the the third guy on the team. There's no denying that. He knows that it's Brandon Ingram and Zion's team. We still don't know if it's more Brandon Ingram's or more Zion's team, but I don't think we need to figure that out. I think it can be their team. But CJ knows that when one of them's gone, he's going to have to carry more of that offensive load. He's a veteran in this league. He wants to win. He's been a winner. So he knew he had to step up tonight. Even though we have a great track record against the Kings, previously 3-0 before tonight, I'm so happy that Christian James McCollum was able to step it up and make some shots, not only in just like the first half, because we know his first quarters, he's been lights out lately, but he sustained that up until we were up by 50. 50 points. Trey Murphy, shout out to Trey Murphy, also dropping some absolute heat into the net from three. He needed that coming off of his sore knee. I hate you, Marcus Smart. Stop injuring players. Anyways, it was great to see CJ, Trey Murphy, Hawk, everybody wheeling and dealing, shooting, getting some crazy assists, getting some crazy baskets. I, I It was just one of those nights where everything was going right for us. We held Darren Fox to four points, three points. Like I, that's not, that guy was having MVP considerations before he ever played the Pelicans. He said it himself, he hates playing the Pelicans. We're just a bad matchup. And sometimes in this league, you have teams who are just bad matchups and that's okay. I'm glad that Zion was able to get his rest. I'm glad that all of our other guys are able to get our rest because we have a crazy, absolutely unreal. How is this happening game coming up against golden state warriors? But you know, we're, we're used to that in, in the land of the Pelicans because this is, this is kind of what we're made for. I mean, we're, we're playing against the warriors on ABC the night that Draymond Green is supposed to come back from his indefinite suspension. What even is that? How does that always happen to us? All respect to what Draymond's done for the game of basketball and what he's done for the Golden State Warriors, but the media tour, the apology tour, the victim tour that's going on right now for him is just a little bit absurd. The guy is saying that he was about to retire while slated to earn $100 million. That's not, that's not going to happen. He's saying, I'm tired of this. It's all becoming too much when he's the one inflicting the pain on people. So I'm just a little bit concerned about the the story that's going to be told leading up to that game and how the referees are going to be refereeing that game leading up to the game. There's just so many questions, and there's a lot of history between Draymond Green and the Pelicans, especially Draymond Green and Herb Jones. So you could not have, mm, I don't want to say the word, I'm going to say the word, you could not have scripted it better in terms of how favorable this is for the NBA. You have a rising team in the Pelicans up against the very, very struggling former all-stars, former Lovers, former everything of the NBA, everybody loved 
everything about the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors could do nothing wrong in this league for the last 10 years. So now, in their redemption arc, they're going to be on ABC playing against the bad boy Pelicans, the number one defense in the league lately. I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm rambling because I'm so... I'm not upset. I don't know what to say. I'm not upset. I'm just concerned. I'm so concerned about it. I I just, mm, I have a lot of feelings about what's been happening to the Pelicans on national TV. You guys know this. We've been getting blown out on national TV. And then yet again, here we are. Another opportunity to show who we are. And there's going to be this massive media circus around the game. And I just, I just hope that our guys are prepared for that. The last time there was a large media a media scramble, media presence for a game, it was the in-season tournament, and we absolutely blew it against the Lakers, who have also been struggling and have been terrible, and in my opinion, were terrible before. But that's a conversation for another day with probably multiple people. But either way, I'm just saying, will we show up on national TV this time? Man, I hope so. I hope that Zion plays. I hope that he balls out because we need these guys to play really well for all-star votes. Speaking of that, I don't want to blame the Pelicans, but I do kind of want to blame the Pelicans because every time we show up on TV when you need to play well for all-star votes, we don't play well for all-star votes. It's great that CJ lit up the Kings, but that's the Kings, a small market. That's the Pelicans, a small market. What, did maybe... 250,000 people see that last night. Maybe a little bit more on Twitter because he played really, really well. I don't know. So I'm hoping that the Pelicans on ABC make a difference and change things up and come at the Golden State Warriors and kick them while they're down. I want us to kick the Warriors while they're down. Because we need to. This is the NBA. We can't afford to not beat these bad teams. And so far, we've been beating these bad teams. Lately, we've been beating the bad teams. So I'm okay with that. We've been beating the bad teams and beating the good teams lately. So beat the Warriors. CJ needs to play well. Brandon Ingram needs to play well. Zion needs to play well. I think there is a real possibility that we can have three Pelicans in the All-Star game. First of all, CJ McCollum has to make the All-Star game. He has to. This guy has... More seasons scoring over 20 with no all-star appearances than anybody in NBA history. So it has to happen. He's not going to get the fan vote. So the coaches have to do the responsible thing and vote C.J. McCollum into the all-star game. In a year where Klay Thompson has not played well, C.J. McCollum deserves that spot over a lot of guys in this league. Our record is going to show that we belong in the all-star game, that our guys belong in the all-star game. I truly believe we're going to be top four, if not top three or two, by the time the all-star votes are fully tallied and counted. And with that being said, you can't, the coaches in our league can't, they can't deny that. The media in our league later on in the season, they're not going to be able to deny that. Even if Zion went down or Brandon Ingram went down or CJ went down, I still feel like we would be able to sustain ourselves and stay afloat. Last season was just brutal because we lost two of our guys. But this season is different. This season, this season, this team feels different. They do feel like they bounce back off of really, really bad losses. I have this saying that I say all the time, I said it last game, that good teams do not lose two in a row. Michael Jordan famously, his entire career, 
never lost three games in a row. So I'm just thinking about how how well we've looked after really bad losses. And I hope that sustains itself through this Warriors game. So that's all I got to say about the Warriors. Last little bit of the show, of course, I want to talk about some odds, some sports betting with our Pelicans. You know me if you follow that. I love Herb Jones' two-plus-threes. That's one of my favorite things to bet all season. Of course, the last two games, he's been absolutely killing it. Unfortunately, last game, he did only make one, but he only shot three times. Usually, when Herb Jones shoots the ball five times, he's going to make two of them. But, of course, he only shot it three times because it was an absolute blowout last night. So, Loved that from him. I'm always going to be doing that. Of course, you can follow the Jonas Valanciunas double-double. It seems like he's going to get one a lot very often. Uh, Something that's a little bit sneaky that I really like. I like Larry Nance getting over four rebounds. And something that if you really want to get a little crazy here, you can go Larry Nance four assists. it, It seems a little crazy like i said a little crazy but the way that the pelicans have been using him it makes me think that he's gonna be wheeling and dealing a little bit more often he's only averaging one assist per game as it says right now but i just feel like more teams are gonna try and copy the clippers and blitz either zion or brandon ingram and instead of Zion looking for Brandon or Brandon looking for Zion, I think they're going to look for Larry in the center who knows where he's supposed to be and has clearly communicated to B.I. and Zion that, hey, if you get doubled, just jump and look towards the middle of the floor. I'm going to be in this spot every time and I will get the ball and slash it out to whoever needs it. So It's a very, very risky bet, but I do think that Larry, I would say Larry over three assists is something that I'm going to start trying a little bit because I know the odds are going to be really good. But Larry over four rebounds, yes. Larry three plus assists, yes. Herb Jones two plus threes. I think I might start including that in a little bit of a parlay if I'm feeling crazy, if I'm feeling kooky, if I'm feeling like I need to, you know, make some money, make some coin. Of course, Brandon Ingram, I think you can always rely on four rebounds over four assists. Same for Zion, four and four. We love the four and four with them too. CJ, he's made four threes in his last six games or five games. I'm still just going to keep him at three plus threes. It's a good, it's it's usually good odds. So those are my picks. Those are my Pelicans betting picks. You can follow them if you, if you want or not, but just please remember to bet responsibly. And everyone, that is going to do it for Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm Ryan Jado. This was my show. Please cheer us on against the Golden State Warriors. And I will be here the day after that game. Till then, go Pels. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.